Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network on Yahoo Sports Radio. Well, if there was ever anyone in professional sports who couldn't say, I don't read the papers, it's former Carolina Panthers general manager, Marty Herney. Why? Because he used to write for one. A reformed, yes, I said reformed sports writer at the Washington Times. Marty moved into the Washington Redskins PR department before trundling off to San Diego as a personal and personnel assistant to Bobby Beathard. He left for Carolina in 1998 to run the team's salary cap and was named general manager in 2002, where he twice led the team, the Carolina Panthers, to the conference championship game and once led them to a Super Bowl. When Marty's no longer with Carolina, much of the foundation of this year's team was laid by his draft choices, including his selections of stars like Cam Newton, Luke Keekley, and Thomas Davis. Marty now operates ESPN 730, a radio station in Charlotte, and has his own radio talk show. And today, today we have him. Marty Herney, thank you so much for joining us. Clark, thank you for that very nice introduction. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Great. We're here at Ron and, and Rick, and I think Ron's going to ask you a question. Go ahead, Ronnie. Yeah, you know, Marty, uh, everybody looks at Cam Newton now and says, oh, yeah, no-brainer, no what a, what a pick, an easy pick to make. Uh, but although uh, they love him now, there's a lot of personnel people, as you know, were split about whether or not he should be the number one pick in 2011 when you when you took a chance. What did you see in, in Newton that allowed you to gamble, or, or maybe you didn't even see it as a gamble, uh, and take him with the top well, pick? Well, Ron, I think anytime you take a quarterback that high, there's always questions, and I, I think that a different position because there's so many intangibles that they come into play. But I think the more we saw them, first of all, the first time you saw them on tape, I, I really saw, I think we saw a quarterback who was an athlete. A lot of people saw an athlete who played quarterback, but, you know, we went through and, and we basically charted every game at Auburn. He was in that 65 to 66% completion rate. He showed that ability to stand in the pocket, even though he could make big plays when he got out of the pocket with his feet running the ball, he showed that ability to stand in the pocket. He had great vision, obviously, with 6'5", 250, could see the whole field, went through his progressions and, and really showed the ability to get yards and chunks and throw the ball downfield. Then the more you got to know him and the more you got to, to meet his family and know the people around him, this guy was raised to be an NFL quarterback. I know it sounds silly, but he just he really knew – what it took to be a success at that position, and I think even at the NFL level. And when we went down and worked them out, had a personal workout after his pro day at Auburn, and you have to get receivers at the school to come and, and help uh, work them out. The workout was at 8 o'clock. We got there at 740, and, and the three receivers were already there waiting on him. And as soon as he came in, they just went right to him. And you could tell he had that leadership quality that, that players just respected him. And the more you got to know him, the more you saw the intangibles there, the physical ability was there, and the ability as a quarterback was there. And that's what I think a lot of people disagreed with. They thought they saw an athlete who played quarterback, and I think we saw a quarterback who was an athlete. Marty, you also took a linebacker a bit undersized in Luke Keekley. Now, some wondered if his body could stand up to the punishment he would take. Well, he's not the heart of that defense. What was it about Keekley that attracted you to him and did you expect him to become this dominant a player? You know, Rick, I went up to, to Boston College uh, to see him on a Thursday night, I believe, against Florida State. He had like 24 tackles. He was, <laughs> he was sideline to sideline. And his instincts, he was fast, but his instincts made him get there so much quicker. And 
you know, the only question I had, and it, and it helps when you have a head coach who played linebacker in the NFL, and I just went to Ron and I said, Ron, if you really feel like he can play downhill and, and stop the between-the-tackles run, I said, this guy is all over the field, sidelines to sidelines. And, and Ron, Ron looked at tape, and obviously we met and did a lot of research on him, and, and Ron said, there's no question that he can play downhill. And he just covered so much ground and was so instinctive and, and just made so many plays that he, uh, he really stood out. We're with former Carolina GM Marty Herney on the Talk of Fame Network. And Marty, Rick, and Ron have asked you about a couple draft picks. I want to ask you about a third, a guy who has become a premier pass rusher, and that's Greg Hardy. Uh, we all know he's had trouble off the field that are well-documented. Uh, he also slid yep. to the sixth round when you took him. So my question is, um, he, he slid to the sixth round because of character questions. My question is, what yep. went into making that decision? I mean, why take a chance on Greg Hardy? Boy, Clark, he was a first or second round pass rusher that was there in the in the sixth round, and you know I, I always said that draft was Antonio Brown was there in that same round. He had I think more coachability type questions, and we loved him as well. Um, but we took Greg Hardy because he had such great pass rushing skills, and and when you looked at it, there was never he did have questions. Um, they had questions that all missed. Uh, about reliability, and, and he was he, he was a little different. He was a different personality. Anybody you talk to would tell you that. But we met with him. I remember first time we met with him was at the East West game, and he came up for a 15 minute interview in in a suite we had. And 45 minutes later, he left, and you just you did shake your head because you know it, it was a different interview than than we we normally had. But his talent as a pass rusher was so great. And he hadn't gotten into any major off-the-field problems. He was a different personality, but he, he hadn't had any real legal issues. Um, and we just thought that it was a risk-reward thing. When I was there, Clark, he, he really, we didn't have any off-the-field issues with him. He did. He, he rode his motorcycle in, in July and missed time as uh, gotten that, you know, slid on it and hurt his uh, leg and missed practice time. But there, there were never any real off-the-field issues with us. Now, I, you know, after I left, obviously there was. And, and I think when you take a guy in the sixth round, and he definitely dropped because teams had questions on him. But there weren't any legal issues or any off-the-field type issues that we found that would prevent us from taking it, and we thought he was worth the risk in the sixth round. Marty, when, when you're drafting, one or two things is how much does character – factor into it and, and how do you balance that off against productivity from a troubled player or a questionable player a guy like like hardy how do you balance those two i think it weighs a lot running and especially when when jerry richardson's your owner it weighs a ton believe me i mean he's one of those guys that just it, it, it he emphasizes it every day in that organization and i think when it comes to the character stuff and again to me i guess it was more with with Greg, when we made the choice, it was more of a personality question than it was a character question because you know there were issues that he he missed practice and and you know they find him on the basketball court and and there were things he travel and not pack his shoes and there but there was never any at least from what we found out there were were never any criminal type of charges against them or anything that would 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 bother you from that standpoint. Obviously, there were questions personality-wise. But again, 
mean, look at Antonio Brown. He he fell. He was selected after Greg Hardy in that round that year, <laughs> and there were questions about him. So you really never know. And, and the questions on him, as I say, I think were more coachability type. But but we loved Antonio Brown, and that was a hard choice between those two guys. So you do have questions on players because you're talking about college college kids, guys who are, who are you know in college and, and are young and developing not only as football players but as individuals. So you do as much research as you can. I think you stay away from the obvious character guys who have had the, the history. But there are some cases that you say, okay, in a certain round, is it worth the risk? That's what we decided on Greg Hardy for the first couple of years, first three years. It looked like a good decision. And then obviously uh, he ran into problems. You know, this interview's turning into a Marty Herney victory lap. <laughs> I want to I ask you about. No, don't do that. Hey, I, I want to ask can, you about. We can name a lot of flops. But I want to <laughs> ask you about a yet another of your draft picks that everyone missed on, Josh Norman, who I think is playing at a higher level than any cornerback in the NFL this season. You got him in the fifth round out of Coastal Carolina. How? Why? Rick, same same thing with Antonio Brown. I think that that they had coachability type maturity type questions on him. Um, boy, the first time I saw him was at the East-West game and the length that you see today and, and that quick first step and that ability to make plays just showed up so much that if you remember, he was he was not invited to the Senior Bowl originally and he lit it up so so good in practices there that they invited him to the Senior Bowl the next week. And, and then when you watch tape, I mean, he just had rare ability for a corner as far as the length and in that first step quickness, but there were there were questions about him as far as maturity, ability to play within a system, and that's where you have to look at the coaches. You know, the only part of this is drafting the right players and selecting them. The other part is having a coaching staff that develop the right, develop the players, and get them playing time when they're young. And in Ron Rivera, Sean McDermott, Steve Wilkes, they've done a great job at developing Josh Norman and. He really has turned into one of the top corners in the league, and he had the he had the skill set. There were questions there about him coming out, mostly coachability wise, and I think very similar to Antonio Brown. And you look at both those guys and how they've developed into to, to terrific pros. Hey Marty, I think I'm going to vote you as executive of the year. <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah. <laughs> you know, we could spend another hour talking about the second round misses and all the misses. Too, so. Well, we're circling Believe the bases here with Goose's executive of the year, Marty Herney. And, and Marty, you mentioned the coaching staff. That's something I didn't mention at the top. You hired Ron Rivera. You got Josh Norman. You found Thomas Davis, Cam Newton, Luke Eakley. How much satisfaction do you take for what's going on with Carolina today? I do. I mean, it's, it's not satisfaction as much as I know all those guys. And, and Dave Gettleman has done a great job. Look at how deep this roster is now. And, and look at the acquisitions of Starr and Keewan Short. And, and everybody in, in, in this game, it's the ultimate team game, everybody makes everybody else better. So, I, you know, I, I root for him every Sunday. I mean, I, 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 I still talk to people over there. Um, on a frequent basis, I've always I love Dave Gettleman. John Fox and I used to sit at the combine behind Dave, and and Dave and I used to try to keep John John honest, and and uh, we we kind of joke around and make fun with him. And you guys all know John Fox. You know what I'm talking about. It was just a fun time, and I think Dave's done a great job. And it's just so many people have to be good 
to to be successful in the NFL and and to get to eight no. I mean, that's incredible. Winning twelve regular season games going back to last year, that's so hard to do. And so many people are involved in it. I, I just I'm I'm so happy to see them have the success. Hey Marty, we've got to run, but uh, stay with us because when we go off the air. Goose wants your address so he can send you that Executive of the Year award. <laughs> you guys are great. Thank you. <laughs> hey, thanks, Marty. That was former Carolina GM Marty Herney. Up next, our residential debates. This is the Talk of Fame Network. The Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that will clean up what's slowing down your computer. For more details, go to MyCleanPC.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by GEICO. That's GEICO, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to GEICO.com.